Welcome to the Stewardship Project. I'm Sean Salitro. I'm Andrew Mitchell. If you've ever been challenged with the idea that stewardship goes beyond finances and time, then you're in the right place. And we will be your guides. Well, welcome to the Stewardship Project. We are here part of our, our preview, our intro series, where we got our episodes leading up to season four of our podcast. Uh, and today we really wanted to kind of dive into what it is to define stewardship and why why we define it the particular way that we do. So, Andrew, I guess I'll propose it to you first. Yeah. Um, previously, we'd been kind of talking with our guests and asking them, how do you define stewardship within the topic that we're talking with them about, Mm -hmm. but we kind of shifted to after this season three, Mm -hmm. really kind of talking between you and me about how we wanted to define it as a show, as a podcast, how we define stewardship and using that to shape how these conversations go, whether it's between you and me or between the guests. So, um, posing it to you, how do we, how do you, (laughs) but let's go with we, how do we define (laughs) stewardship? Yeah, I mean, that's a great great question, great thing to dive into. Obviously, that's why we're recording this. Um, I think the thing that comes to mind when we think about stewardship is really understanding that everything that we have, we're not the owners of it. We're the people that are taking care of those things. And traditionally, especially when we're using the word stewardship, it's been with this idea that it's like our money, our time, like very specific things. And what we've really tried to do is just broaden that perspective and to say, there's more things that have been given to us, whether it's relationships, whether it's the environment around us, whether it's our marriages, like all these different things all can kind of fall under this umbrella And we're really trying to ask the question of like, okay, so what do you do with all of this stuff? Or like, what does it mean from a a faith perspective to really use that in the way that it's intended to be used and really look at it from a perspective, okay, this is God's, he gave it to me. How do I use this for his glory instead of my own? That's kind of how I think we've talked about that. Right, right. And typically, a lot of us growing up, if if we say that the Bible has authority over our lives or at least what's god's word within the bible has authority most of us would see you know the parable of the tenants and we would see that these are things that they've been given uh responsibility to steward over and so it's easy to look at that story on the surface and say like it's it's finances you know and obviously they had to invest it in order to get something back and that's what pleased the master in that story or there's you know instructions given to the israelites about how they are to handle money in a certain yeah. way or, or giving and whatnot. And so yeah. it's easy to see on the surface why a lot of these conversations around stewardship would begin with finances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what really kind of, in addition to what you're already saying, kind of mm-hmm. open up our minds to say that it goes it goes further, it goes beyond yeah. what, what things from scripture or <clears throat> at least that we've seen in our lives or heard from other people. Yeah, I think, I think something that's kind of been on my mind in this realm of things lately is you guys, you probably all heard of the idea of Platonic dualism. Mm-hmm. So Plato, mm-hmm. the ancient philosopher, talked about dualism, that there's things that are secular and things that are sacred. And I think kind of a theme and kind of what plays out here is what we're trying to say is that 
there's not that division line of like, okay, when I step over here, like I leave my faith at the door because this thing is inherently secular. And so I don't have to bring that to that. What we're saying is like, no, there's, there's nothing that is inherently state secular. Everything falls under the umbrella of God has given this to us. There has to be a sacred role for that. And so we're trying to say, you know, how, how do we look at everything? From that right. perspective, instead of saying like, "Oh, this falls in this category," or "This falls in this category," I think something else that's interesting that I um, a few months ago I was at a conference and somebody made a comment that far too often we do anthropology before we do theology, mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. like we look at culture and say, "What? How? How is culture handling these things?" And saying, "Oh, like." You know, this person does things this way. And, oh, that must be the right way to do it. And then we take that and then we go to our Bibles and we say, well, obviously, you know, this verse that I just plucked out of thin air out of, you know, Second Timothy supports exactly what I just saw in culture. So it must be right. And I think the other aspect of what we're trying to do is we're trying to flip that and to say we really need to go to theology before we go to anthropology and really say we have to have an understanding of what God calls us to before we turn around and look at culture and say, is this right or wrong? Sure. Um, and, and I think a lot of what we're trying to do in that space is go to the experts and say, hopefully you've thought about this in that way, whether right. it's you know marriage, finances, time, being active, our ecosystem, whatever it is. Hopefully they've done the theology piece really well and then taken and you know, like kind of drawn the lines to the cultural aspect of it mm-hmm. and said, okay, this is how this plays out and this is how practically we can step into some of those things. Um, but yeah, those are just kind of a couple of ideas that kind of come to mind that, that are nothing new, right. but just things that have been challenging to really dive into this further and to expand it to, to be beyond just a couple ideas. Yeah. And I think one of the cool things that we've seen so far, even with guests that we've already interviewed for this upcoming season, is that they, while they may be an expert in their particular area and they have thought that like these are important things that need to be talked about, written about, whatnot, yeah. um, not a lot of them, or not a lot of them, I don't want to say a lot of them, <laughs> some of them, very few of them, have been introduced to this idea of their particular area is a thing to be stewarded. Correct. And to be stewarded well and... and there is a reason behind that beyond that this is just smart. Um, go ahead. Well, and to, to that point, I mean, all of season three, every time we'd ask, you know, I remember asking like Jeff and Shanti Feldhand, like, what does it mean to steward your marriage? And they were kind of like, well, I'd never thought about it in the stewardship realm of things, but it's the exact right way to, answer, to ask the question. Uh, And it really kind of expands our thinking to say, like, it's not just how do I have a good marriage for me or for my spouse. It's what would be God honoring in my marriage for God, not not self-focused. Right. Yeah. And and God honoring, because one of the parts of scripture that we've always pointed to in, in discussing this idea is even King David, you know, in his Psalms pointed to this a lot of the time in the way that he would speak about creation and speak about what God has done in his own life and what he's been mm-hmm. given. But I honestly can't recall the reference off the top of my head right now. But in one of his Psalms, he says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness Correct. thereof, and, you know, everything in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so that that idea of everything in it and the concept of that we truly don't own anything mm -hmm. is a really is a really humbling principle to go ahead and live by yeah. to to look at the house that you have if you have a house or the apartment that you rent or the car that you drive or the people in your life yeah. the finances that you have whether great or small mm -hmm. all of it doesn't really truly belong to you so by default you are a steward Correct. everybody is yeah um whether you believe it or not yeah technically you are nothing that you have has been gained by your own hand if you really were to take a look at it from the very beginning of where that stuff came from yeah and trace it all the way back none of it comes from human hands whatsoever and yeah. so it's it's very humbling to i think begin that conversation and to have people come on our show at least and say like talk about it from that perspective correct uh and watch humbling take place in that way too yeah and i think it's super interesting like the cascade effect that comes from that perspective because if we're all stewards, probably one of the most, especially in the age of social media, one of the most pervasive things in our culture is comparison. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at people like people post their, you know, perfect life on social media and look at all these fun things I'm doing, all these cool places I'm traveling to, all of that. I, I'm not looking at that person and saying like, wow, they've got all this stuff. They're, you know, they're doing all these cool things. It's they're a steward just like I am, whether they know that or not. And so me comparing myself to them, that doesn't do me any good because it's not about, you know, how, like, how my stuff compares to their stuff. It's purely about, okay, this is what God has given me. This is where I think he's leading me. This is how I, you know, have been convicted on how I should do certain things. I'm just going to do that. And, like, obviously that comes out the best in community with people that you're close with but yeah i mean it, it's just so interesting when we when we flip that switch and it's not mine anymore uh, the other passage that comes to mind is it's either in first or second chronicles but it's a it's a prayer of david before the people of israel where he's going through and says everything comes from you wealth riches power you know, all land, dominion, like it all comes from God, the same idea. Um, yeah, and, and we're just we're just supposed to steward it. We're just supposed to be good with those things that we have. And, and it just it just changes the perspective. It changes how we interact with things, changes the decisions that we make. And I think traditionally we've seen that kind of in that money, right. like very finite kind of a couple buckets. And if we could just do that with our whole lives, I think I've said this before, I think it would change the way that we live our lives. Oh, for sure. And how we make the decisions that we make and, and you know, what, what what's a small decision and what's a big decision. I think that would all kind of be flipped upside down um, and, and truly have great outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about a cascading effect or the yeah. cascading thing that happens when you start thinking about the way that way. And then afterwards, there's a, I mean, keep comparing it to water, a cascade, but then right. a ripple effect on when you have that mentality you go into every part of your life with that, and then you view your life in in the finite way that it is set up by God. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us will have fifty years on this earth, some of us will have eighty years on this earth. You know, however yeah. many, it's still a short time compared to the span of how long existence has already been and how long yeah. it will continue going. Um, and so, our responsibility to steward and steward well doesn't just have an effect on the life that we live, mm -hmm. and then 
we're gone. You know, yeah. it's going to go on afterwards, and it's going to affect our our spouses, our children, their children. Mm-hmm. So how we steward in the example that we set that way <clears throat> has a great effect on more than just our individual life. Yeah. It spans out so far. Yeah. So whether we steward or not, there are effects that come from yeah. our viewpoint on it and our behaviors with it. Yeah. So it really does span so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's something that has come up a couple of times just recently for me, speaking of legacy, is um, like a legacy of wealth typically mm. runs out within three to four generations whether it's a business whether it's actual money in the bank like within three to four generations it's gone and there's it's really funny because in scripture there's i think it's a proverb that talks about like within three to four generations like the wealth generated as a legacy is gone but there's also you know right there a follow-up to that of like a godly legacy lasts for thousands of generations I think that's part of what this idea is, is if we can zoom out and we can leave a legacy of stewardship and viewing life in these ways, it's not just a like, oh, dad left me a few bucks or, you know, I had this impact on this person in this one way. Like, it can be so much bigger than that. And I think, I think that's one of the things that really excites me about doing this podcast, talking to these guests in this very specific way. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Thanks for allowing us to be a part of your stewardship journey. Share your journey with us by connecting with us on Facebook or by emailing us at thestewardshippodcast at gmail.com. If this is your first time joining us, we'd love for you to check out our previous conversations. Be sure to tune in next week for another stewardship conversation.